Good day. Welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and today I am off the cuff with Sir Duke. Celebrating life and the loss of my friend, Larry Duke Freeland. Um, okay. Just by pure chance, I released a podcast a couple of weeks ago. No, I'm sorry, maybe a week ago. Called Storytime. Which I said I was finally going to get the chance to tell the story of... My association with the Social Fellowship in College of North Carolina Central University in the 70s and early 80s. And that's uh, actually episode number 196, I believe. I, I just released it last week. It's called Storytime. Um, and it basically had to do with, well, it's actually called Storytime Just for Fun. And had to do with me pledging the social fellowship groove I groove. If you hadn't figured it out by now, this is black university, not that many social fellowships. Well, the gentleman at the center of this whole thing, outside of myself, if there was anybody else who was right in the middle of it, it was Duke. Um... This is Gene Chandler, by the way, Duke of Earl. He always used to, he had heard this, probably heard this song about a hundred times a day. But Duke was the dean of pledges for my social fellowship. And I'm a kid from Philadelphia. All of a sudden, I'm in Durham, North Carolina with a bunch of grass, very little threat. And a lot of pretty faces. And me and a fellow Philadelphian by the name of Drew Scott decided we wanted to pledge in the spring. Now, there were actually three other Philly guys on this line, which made it just incredibly fun. Um, but we decided we wanted to pledge in the spring. And we chose Group I Group Social Fellowship. And Duke, being the dean of pledges, we had to get to know him. Well, that was an experience in itself. Um... Duke is a one-of-a-lifetime kind of guy. And coming from Philadelphia, I hadn't seen many cats like this that could party with the best of you and was probably smarter than all of us. Um, This is Dookie Stick, another song from 78. So when I pledged, Duke was my dean of pledges the first time when we had an incredible line. And if you listen to my misfortune, he was my dean of pledges the second time when it was just me. Now, I have a pretty good memory and I don't make up things, so I can't make this up. But I, all I know is that from the time I was kicked out of school, or maybe a little before that, I became roommates with Duke, Larry Freeland. We became roommates. Now, Duke was from Durham, I believe. I was from Philly. Duke was already at that time had a notoriety that few people on our campus did. I was a freshman from Philly. 
I don't know how that situation came about. But there's a place called the Plaza Apartments on Fayetteville Street in Durham, North Carolina. At that time, it evoked any image other than a plaza. Okay? It was that kind of place, but I was his roommate. And I remember having, I don't remember sleeping much. I remember a lot of parties. And I also remember going into his, his room one day and looking on his dresser and seeing his night, his... North Carolina Central University ID cards. This was in the spring of 1977. Um, I'm not sure what Duke was classified as, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, but I remember looking at his ID cards and the two I saw were from the spring of 1968 or the fall of 1968 and the spring of 1969. And I talked to Duke about this and he just laughed and said, he liked college. <laughs> and he really did. See, you could make, you could think you could make fun of, of Duke just hanging around in college. But we also came to know that Duke used to do the taxes for a lot of the teachers and professors at our university. He'd do the IRS taxes. Duke was an accountant. And even then, he was practicing, so when he needs to do something, he would do it. It's just that kind of guy. He's always a combination to me. Uh, if you want to go Animal House, okay, you can think Blutarski for a second, but then think, uh, think, think Mr. Peabody and Sherman. He's the real smart one. I think that's Mr. Peabody. So he mixed all of these worlds together, but he was also just a sweet guy. Um, I don't know how he came out to look out for me. I don't know how it came about that he decided to look out for me and make me his roommate. But when I did get kicked out of school, it took me a couple of days to decide how I was going to refer this information to Miss Ellie, my mother. By the time I did talk to her, I found out that she had talked to Duke two or three times by then. And she knew the whole story. And told me to come on home. And, and the funny thing about this is I went back to Philadelphia, I came back to school, I graduated, I went to California, and still, Duke and my mother had a relationship, they had a friendship. Um, told me one time when the concave claimed to Philadelphia, the, uh, the groove concave came to Philadelphia, he looked my mom up and she told me that afterwards, after the fact too. Um, he looked out for me. He always looked out for me. He looked out for everybody else, too. And right when you were having the most fun, when you would think that everything was cool, Duke might tend to tell you something that you needed to know. And it stuck. Doesn't matter how much fun you were having, how high you thought you were. Duke would find a time to tell you something that he thought you needed to know. And if you bit back on what he told you, he'd tell you again because it meant that much to him. And he was that kind of a guy. Um, over the years after I left school, we tried to go back and back and back and I, I re-pledged and thought about pledging and Duke would always call me about pledging. It was like it meant as much to him as it did to me. Maybe because I was the only pledgey that never finished that he was the dean of. I don't know. 
But we were always close. We could always talk about anything. And we could talk about everything. Um, hmm. A couple years ago, I had I talked to Duke. And, you know, usually when homecoming comes around, we speak. Or something comes up, we speak. And for years, he had been trying to put this package together where I could complete my journey. And he called me and we talked about it and we had it all set up again. And then he casually told me that, I asked him how he was doing, he said he had a stroke. I said, uh, when, what, how, why, where? And he told me he was actually at the doctor's office when he had the stroke. At the doctor's office for a checkup or for something, but in the, do- in the care of a doctor at the minute, he was having a stroke. And he professed that that probably saved his life. And I was glad it did. But then, and he, and he had to stop being parts of Duke for a while, um, physically, but he was still Duke. And again, we talked about getting what I had to get done and what I wanted to get done, done. And he was always, always the first one to say, let's do this whether it worked or not. And last year, we had a fun incident. And in the long run, I understand why things happened like they did and why it couldn't happen like it did. But I had that moment. For one minute, I had that moment. Duke and I had that moment. And I'm forever grateful for it. I talked to him about a month ago in August of this year. Um, I'm sorry, in October. Wow. I talked to him in October, about a month before homecoming. And we talked about homecoming again. And then we also talked about putting a period at the end of this long sentence in my life. And he was the first one I wanted to talk to about it. Right, wrong, or indifferent. He was the first one I talked to about it. And without getting into specifics, we talked for about 30, 40 minutes. And it was a good conversation. He never told me he was sick. He never told me anything about Pepsi and how how he was feeling. We just talked about each other everything else about each other. My situation, you know, come to think of it, it was more my situation than his. Otherwise, I think he could have or would have told me. Maybe if I'd asked the right questions, maybe not. Um, Duke was a joy. To me, yeah, he rubbed a lot of people wrong at some point in time. But I loved him. Um, I was, you know what, I said before, God looks out for fools and babies, and man, was I both for them when I went to college. But I had a couple cats and a couple young ladies that really, for whatever reason, became real-life earthly angels to me. Rodney, Regina, Tanya, Duke. My homegirl Sandy, they look out for me for whatever reason. And I'm blessed that they did. 
And I just felt the desire to talk about my friend who passed this week or last week. The music part was easy because these songs came out in 78. Uh, this is Parliament Funkadelic One Nation Under Groove. This came out in 1978 in the heart of our friendship, in the heart of that time. You know what? Here's the other thing I thought about too. I was pledging this fraternity, or pledging this social fellowship while I was living with Duke. When I got kicked out of school, um, I moved into his apartment right a little before then. And therefore I had to stop walking the line. But the line was successful and it went over and they partied the night they went over in my apartment where I lived with the dean of that line. And I just remember a good time. I, I never was made to feel any other way other than real. So, I just wanted to say to Sir Duke, I love you. Um, thank you. And there's a lot of people other than me who wish to probably and hopefully will say the same things that I'm saying. I got a chance to talk to him last month or, or late October and I will cherish the last conversation I had with my friend. So I wanted to talk to you. You can talk to me. This is the Talk It Out podcast. Have a blessed day, everybody.